Havertz in a pocket of space. Edison came and didn't get there. Chance for Chelsea. Goal for Chelsea. As possibly bleak as this. Good evening, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Reaction Blues podcast. I'm your host, Ope, and today I'm joined by Michael, Timmy, and Carell. How are we doing, guys? Survive. I'm doing well, in it. I'm doing well because I'm not letting. You know, certain man stressed me today, and it's so I, I feel good. We don't need to get into Chelsea straight away. I'm just asking how my friends and my no, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm happy in it. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying I'm happy in it. Michael, how are you doing, bro? Nice to have you on again. Con- thank you, thank you. I'm con- I'm content, man. I'm content. I'm so glad I've no. got Carol and Michael on the same pod. I need to discuss some attacking patterns. Like, oh, oh, open. It's not coincidence. Yeah, yeah, it's not coincidence. No, but after Milan, yeah, guys were. Bro. They were down some people's grave, fam. They nah, were nah, nah, let, nah. let these man gas me, you know. Let me say, let me say something, yeah. Let me say something. Let me say it well. What I found out is apparently <laughs> this club can only play football if our right back is playing. Right that's up. what I found out. This apparently that's the only way we can do any semblance of thing in the, in the final third. I'm sorry, too short. If you want me to apologise to Tuchel for yeah. believing he has no attacking passion pattern, <laughs> I will not apologise because I know he has no attacking pattern. Nah, but, nah, apologise. But I can accept, apologize, apologize. I can accept, okay. I can accept, what I'll do is I'll, I'll accept the fact that the players are a big part of the problem. Fantastic. That's what I need. A big part. No, I've been, I've, 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 been, you can't, I've been telling you can't... Carole this year since like episode two this season of this podcast. Yeah, symptoms of a bad team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saying, symptoms of a bad footballing institution. That is Chelsea. Bro. No, but the truth of the matter is, right, how can you build attacking pattern when you play the ball forward and your striker or number 10 or right winger or, <laughs> or box, box midfielder Whatever you want to call him, is passing the ball a, a simple pass. He's passing it to their fullback, bro. Well, let's get into. Let's just get into it because last last week was hell. Like you played City <laughs> twice. Like when you're in a bad slump, yeah, City like the worst team to play against. Because number one, I find Pep so patronizing. He'll bop you five nil and be like, oh, "They're so good, but they're so good and all that." Yeah. I'm just like, "You're violated, bro." Did he say? What did he say last season? He said. He said 180 minutes against Chelsea. Not to concede. And, and, and no shot on target. Wow. 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 So, I mean, he's no, such no. a bastard. You know what's the thing? You know what's the worst part? Yeah? <laughs> I knew. I knew we were going to hold a slapping. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I didn't, the fact, we didn't even, we held a slapping in the scoreline. We'll get into actually what happened in the game soon. Yeah. But when he said in his pre-match interview, he said, this, you know, this said, oh, you won against Chelsea midweek. Do you feel confident going into this? He goes, he said, Chelsea, after three days, it's a tougher game. He's the same so opponent in three God. days, it's a tougher game. A said, the moment a he kappa, said, bro. the moment he said it was a tougher game, I knew we were getting slapped. And first yeah. and foremost, in regards to that game, 
you know, I want to say rest in peace, Gianluca Vialli. You know, you know, the start of the international re- part of the start of the international revolution at Chelsea. You know, all the influx of players. You know, Zola, Hullet, uh, Torrenge Flo, Dan Petrescu, Emmanuel Petit. All those guys that paved the way for where we are now as a club manager. You know, player manager. One as FA Cup. One as Cup Winners Cup. Big respects, rest in peace, condolence to his family and friends. Because before I start cooking the club, I have to actually praise a great <laughs> No, definitely, definitely. And also, you know, obviously we're going to probably get to the guy that we're potentially signing today. But yeah. it just made me think, as terrible as we are, this club has a culture that players still buy into. And obviously that comes from, you know, players, players like Gianluca, you know, that have done great things for us. So, yeah, definitely on that. All, man. The, like, all, all the olden day fans like yourself, Kevin... These olden these olden days that you're talking about. Them the old days. <laughs> you the about the old days? The old days. I was mentioning, yeah. I ain't never heard it. I ain't never heard of them in my life. <laughs> you know, like if if you walk down the street, I, I wouldn't recognize you. <laughs> but, nah, bro, come on, man. You know, you know who it is. Zola. No, 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 no. I know who it is. Zola. I know Bialy. There was one name there. I had heard Tori Andre first. Who? I think it was Petrescu. I think it's Petrescu. You know like, what is it? Petrescu. Petrescu. What? Like, yeah, he's Petrescu's, the one. That, that one's funny. I don't know if you've seen those like old. Like, you ever seen like old Chelsea highlights? It's the one where you know where he do, they do the slide and then they they lay on the side like yeah. this. He's yeah. the one that did that celebration. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's why I remember his name. But yeah, let's get no, into this. Let's get into the first city game. Seeing, I mean, the second one. Seeing, it was so fresh in my mind. I'll start with you, Michael, as you're the guest. Like yeah. coming off the one nil game. The one and lost where we seemingly performed well. Did you have any hopes or expectations coming into the FA Cup game? Yeah, I'll be very honest with you. Um, I won't speak too much on the first performance. All I'll say is that I was I was pleasantly impressed. So that was my worry going into the second game, because obviously, you know, we as a team um, seem to we already in form, which is um, up and down. So it's expected up that up and down, that we'll... bro. The form's down. Let's just say up and down. Let's say, let's say, let's say right now, yeah. Let's just say up and down in general as a team yeah. for the last couple of years or so forth. Um, and so going into this, going into the going into this game, I was worried. Um, and also, I knew that certain players were coming back. Uh, one of them, our midfield as well. So overall, I, I wasn't too I wasn't too um, excited to watch the game in general. Um, and then as soon as as soon as of course we saw the team come out, um, it kind of it kind of just it kind of played off that as well. You saw Man City's team and Man City have this um, ability to fill the team that still looks strong regardless of um, who, who's not playing at that time. We knew Haaland wasn't going to play. We knew that. You get me? We knew that. And um, when I looked at our team, I mean, we saw new faces, Hutchinson, Lewis Hall, we've already seen before. So it was, it was a, I wasn't, I'm going to be straight up, I just, I wasn't that excited for the game in general. Um, I think there's bigger tasks ahead. But, but the result, yeah, that that's that was that was um, so, something else. You, you know what's mad, yeah? I, w- I had no faith in the first place, yeah, no faith, because I knew there'd be rotation, and obviously, I don't know why everyone keeps bringing up that we got injuries. There's like literally one good player that's injured. Bro, that's no, what's no, no. Like, so I'm like, with that. Not... Hey, wait, wait, wait. Let me say. Hey, I was listening to, to, to a Chelsea podcast. Yeah, and they were listening up the the um the injured eleven, and they were like. Yeah, this team can make top four. I said you're including people like Mendy in this. Mendy's not even first choice keeper, fam. Men, men, 
Mendy, Mendy yeah. has more drip videos and appearances for Chelsea. Like, <laughs> why are you including my man? He, 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 he's a he's a he's a promotional figure, an ambassador Yo, for the club, innit? I forget but, he plays for us. I keep telling Timmy, I don't know if he plays football. But anymore. no, but the thing is, what what I was getting to that is like I knew there'd be rotation because it's FA Cup, yeah. Mm. And I just know this team's not good enough to rotate. Yeah. And what they decided to do was sell me on the idea of a right hand side of. Trevor Chalobah right back and Bashir Humphreys at right centre back paired with our most disastrous centre back oh, Khalidu yeah. Kulabali the and then Lewis Hall left back and then they tried to sneak in some Conor Gallagher and Mason Mountball with a hint of Ziyech and I'm not even going to talk on Kai Havertz because I, he's not to blame for being in the lineup. but you're selling me on at least five of those names for a game away at the Etihad Against a city team that only beat us one nil, and that weren't even trying as well. They came with a point to prove. They even... bro. They did not. They didn't come out. Of... In fact, the most embarrassing part of the game is the fact that we were two nil down. They hadn't even come out of second gear, and we gifted them two goals because it's a silly foul for the free kick. Mm-hmm. Albeit it happens, it's not every day someone puts a free kick in the top corner, but it's a silly foul nonetheless. And actually, I do have to touch on Kyvert because what the what the hell? I have to stop myself from swearing. I don't want to get fined, didn't it? There's what, no fines for swearing, actually. What, what are you thinking? Like, why would you do like for me? Stuff like that is just petulant and stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I get if we're four 0 down, if you do it out of frustration, but we're one 0 down away at the Etihad, and you think with VAR. In the stadium because we're not playing at Newport County, we're playing at the Etihad where there's VAR and FA Cup. You blatantly handballed handball it like that, and then people want to go, Oh, well, Kepa should have saved that penalty. He shouldn't have a penalty to save in the first place. Prevention is better than cure, mm. and I think we just shot ourselves in the foot with stupidity for the first two goals. And then from then, as we can see by the labored performance that they gave us, the labored attempt at running around and actually see, trying to seize the game in whatever way. We were in for it. I was expecting mm. five or six because they gave up. And yeah, cool, no. the game is gone, but don't give up. Put a goal. Fans have travelled, and this is why I feel so sorry for for the guys that still give their money to this club week in week up out and follow them up and down the country. Score a goal, give them something to cheer. But you know what fans did after two? No, they left, and that's exactly where we are right now. No faith, no hope. No semblance of anything. Do you know what is magic? When we were four-one down to Ajax, yeah, four-one yeah, down to Ajax. Albeit Lampard era, whatever you want to talk about Lampard's time, there was still some belief that we were Chelsea and we could do things. No one left. No one left. I, I promise. I remember mm. looking around and thinking, crow. "Wow, there's still somewhat." I was watching the game with Timmy, and we were like, "We still, we're still in this. We're still in this." Exactly. That's, yeah. But we went 2-0 down to a penalty and a free kick, which normally you just be like, actually, this is hard luck. Let's see what we can do. Everyone said, do you know what? This is wraps. And we can talk about the manager all you like. But if the players can't give you basic hard work, I know we get onto players for their best attribute being hard work. But if you can't even give hard work and show that, you know what? At least we tried and we failed. It's a non-starter. And... Go on. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, we're seeing numerous examples throughout the season, like, across, you know, let me not even talk about managers, but we're seeing numerous examples of it throughout the season, like, remember Southampton, you go one, you play, you even start the match well, you go, what was it, 1-0 up, 
Yeah. As soon as a setback happens, that's it. Game's done. You go, you go to, you, you go get, um, you play against Leeds. You, um, you start the match well. As soon as there's a, there's a step, as soon as there's a setback, game's done. You lose the match. Tottenham, you're playing well. You don't capitalize on it. Salzburg, you're playing well. You can see the goal to make it one-one. Like this team doesn't really. They they they, right. they just even United, so, even United. so much. Man. Even United, you you're playing shit. You somehow get a pen. You're one 0 up with six minutes to go. No one's even pulling pulling each other inside inside and say, you know what, we haven't played well. Let's just dig it out because that's what good teams do. Do you, do you know? What? <clears throat> the, actually, even to go back to the lineup and stuff here, the most annoying thing about that lineup. Is a player that came on as a sub um, in the first City game, Carney Chukwemeka. Yeah, played so well. Mm. Had his moments. I don't say he dominated the game or anything, but played very well. Tidy. It was a very mature performance for mm. someone with such minimal appearances for us. What has he got to do to start a game? Exactly. Because I'm seeing kind yeah. of. Yeah, Connick I was going to say. I was gonna say I was, I was just seeing Conor Gallagher. Yeah, I was just play. gonna say on that. Sorry, apologies. Yeah, apologies, Karen. I was just gonna say on that. Um, just in terms of the Carney point, I know, I know. Obviously, Mount, you, you guys have mentioned before in the past that he does get thrusted into the team quite a lot, um, and um, that's obviously always been a major issue. Um, but I think even today, that was sorry yesterday, that was a big problem. I don't think he belonged in that team. Um, I think that Potter should have went with um, Carney on that day. Without a doubt, without a doubt, like I, I, I his, some of his decision making can be questioned from the team that came out yesterday. You know, like um, I'm, I'm the makeup of our midfield, um, Gallagher playing in certain areas, but then just going back to what you guys were saying about the mentality of the team, um, like that was the biggest issue. Like you could see the mentality difference. We could City's players look like they have chemistry. They look the, the players that came in in each position looked like they, they knew their what understood what their role is. They um they know there was there was harmony between all of them on and, and it it came it came to their benefit. Whilst us it's it's just a mix up of players. It's just a it's certain it's you get players like Ziet coming in at certain times and, and so forth and it and it doesn't it just doesn't mesh well. Do um, well. you know what's the 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 biggest issue with it, right? I know, no, in fact, it's a benefit and a curse depending on what happens over the next six months, right? When you've got a mishmash of players that don't have chemistry, right? Sometimes what you can rely on is them being good players and just doing good things. But we're actually seeing now, whilst we have this uh, like mishmash and myriad of different players coming in and out, we're actually seeing them for what they are in terms of their individual abilities. Because what I've seen over, if we can say, if we want to talk about these last two games, we can. We can talk about further back, the last five games. I'm seeing midfielders that are incapable of passing forward. Like, not that they're not trying to pass forward. They can't accurately pass forward. We're seeing forwards that are incapable of taking chances when they come to them. We're seeing defenders that are incapable of winning their battles 1v1. And yes, a good, a great system would protect us from that. But you know what? I'm at the point now where I don't want anyone to be protected. Bro. You need to drown. Some players need to drown, and, and, and not literally. You know, I'm not advocating for their death, but I'm hey. saying they need to be flooded out because we can also everyone that was like, for example, I use Mason Mount as an example. I know he's everyone's favorite example, but why I'm using him in this example for the last few seasons, all I've ever heard is 
But look how many goals and assists he's got. Look how many goals and assists he's got. He's got so much GNA. His GNA is improving every year under different managers, under different systems. It's improving. No, no, but they're saying, but this is what they're saying. But do you know what goals and assists do? They win games. When has any, this season, has he popped up with goals and assists? These, these, because this is final phase stuff. This is stuff that when you get the ball in the final third, you make something happen. You're either scoring or you're setting someone else up. When has he ever done that to win as a game? He hasn't. And that's why I was saying all that GNA talk is air. It's air. You can show me 50 GNA, but if they come in games that doesn't matter, then then it is what it is. We're in a rut at the moment. What is it? One win in nine or something crazy. Yeah, it's like one win in ten. One One win in nine, one win in ten. And we don't have one player at any point that can dig us out of a hole. It's been like this for a long, long time, man. I remember you, you I remember you were a big, big um, big advocate of it. I remember you were you were talking about players like Salah saying sometimes you literally just especially in the in the in the previous regime as well, you're saying sometimes you literally just need because we were able to keep teams from from um, from scoring against us. It was like sometimes you just need players to, that that are able to just grab a game by the by the scruff of the neck and and, and um and produce something special. You see it on so many occasions. Where teams are blessed to have to have players like Harlan, players like De Bruyne, players like Salah, match winners, and it's something that we've that we've not had for for a very very long time. It's true. It just, it's just a shame because it's like, for me, what the most embarrassing thing was was that I think even Tony put in the FM group chat, bro, City went out first gear, they were strolling and they were finding it so easy, and it's just and it's just pathetic because you look at <clears throat> you look at the new signings and like I want to touch on Kudabali again, I don't want to do it, but like. He's he's somewhere. I thought when he came in, I thought he could be an upgrade or at least a similar level to Rudiger. Every game he plays, he looks even worse. I don't understand it. Like he plays next to Bashir Humphreys, and he looked a bit more composed than Kulabali. Like it's nast. It's just ridiculous. Like we're, my carrying, head, we're carrying too many men here that aren't good enough by themselves. We're carrying too many players that that might look good or would look good in a good team. Do you know what I mean? Like they need everything around them to be to be popping for them to look for them to look capable for them to look good. We don't have a, we don't have players that are like individually like on their own are actually like look like they are actually like good players, mm-hmm. and that's a concerning thing. Especially and, when, you, when you go down the list of the players that we signed as well in in, in the summer, like a lot of them like I want to give them a chance, but I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, all right, cool, the team right now is shit, but like. You're not giving you're me. You're giving me. It makes what? me. It makes me think that you are also like you're. You're part. Of, like you're. You're also a shit player as well. Like you are not good. Do you know what it is though? The the issue is so like if we, I could run down everyone that we signed, but if I start with Kulabali, the issue is we signing someone at at his age, and I don't like bringing age into it. Is you actually never know if they're on the decline already. What if this is true? Because he, because you got to think, Napoli fought so hard to keep him right all these years. They were rejecting bids left, right, and centre from here, there, and everywhere. They kept him. They signed Kim and Jay. I said, you know what? Take him. And to me, that says, all right, cool. Is there something wrong with the player? And so, and even Tony said, Tony's a big Serie A advocate. I've seen him play. I rate him. But like I said, we, we're, what, five months in, I haven't seen a performance that says to me, that's the Koulibaly I've watched in Champions League. That's mm-hmm. the Koulibaly I've seen in Serie A. Kukurea. Kukurea, to be honest, if I'm going to him next, he'd even, uh, he played the first game. He, he's going to be, a, always going to be a victim of that price tag. Like, we killed him the moment we signed him for that much because 
no matter what he does, especially compared to what Chilwell and Alonso, who's his predecessor, had done for the club, you have to outdo that for people to respect you. Has he been good? No. Has he been as bad at times as people have said? Probably not. But yeah. you're going to be solely micro-analyzed based on that. Sterling, I'm willing to give a chance, but the problem with Sterling is he's an off-the-ball player who relies on players getting him in good situations. Hence why when he played with when he's been playing with Reese James, he looks a little bit better than he does at other times. He's not gonna just win us a game. I mean, I'm sure he has it in him somewhere, but he's I think just not gonna do it. Probably the one game where he did, but again, Reese James was supplying him. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying is like there's certain players you sign where you have the makeup already and they're a finishing touch or they're a final piece. Like a, a Sterling five years ago, like Sterling, even Sterling as he is now, but let's say Chelsea five years ago, great signing. Yeah. Perfect signing. Adds another 10 to 15 goals, you know, with Hazard's creation, with, with uh, players like Fabregas in the team. He would have been eating. Great. But we don't have that at the moment. There's play- But he's the only excusable one because we know what he is coming in. But the defensive uh, signing, especially when it comes to Koulibaly, and you can talk about Fofana, who we've seen for as long as... I mean, me and him have nearly played the same amount of minutes for Chelsea. That's not even banter. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and that's no fault of his own. He's an injured player. We signed a player that's coming off a big injury. We don't know what it is. Our medical team needs to look at themselves. But Koulibaly especially hurts me because we let go of two very serviceable centre-backs that worked within what we were trying to do. Individually, are they amazing? Probably not. But in a unit, especially with Thiago Silva, very good. This guy is a hindrance. And players like Chalaba have suffered all season, not getting minutes, who have shown that they're capable and serviceable for us in centre back, at centre-back. For a guy that is stinking up the joint. Me and me and Timmy were doing over-unders on when he's going to get booked. Bro, every game, man. Every Did he get booked yesterday? <laughs> I th- nah, I don't, he might have got booked when he gave me the penalty. Which, to be fair, is a lot later than I thought it was going to be. Um, it was, man, I'm saying over and under for Colin Bailey. Fucking hell. Bro, no, it's but, the truth, man. Yeah, but one, one thing, on, just, just one thing, um, uh, last thing on Colin Bailey, because I think one thing, one important thing that you said, Carol, was that age is not really um, the question. What we've seen with Thiago Silva, he's coming to our team. He's probably still the best signing that we've signed um, since um, the Lampard era. And he's free. You do, you do with that information as you want. But... I, I think that's solely because he, as opposed to his physical attributes, which maybe Kulabali excels at, um, it's that it's the mental, it's the mental, it's yeah. the way he processes, his anticipation. And I'll be honest, I said this before the, the podcast. I haven't watched that much of Kulabali. I know he's good. I've seen he's an 87 on FIFA. I got that. You know, I understand the hype around him. But when when I see him now, it looks it actually looks like maybe in the Italian league, um, where maybe your physical attributes benefit you it's it, it really helped him to boost the kind of defender he is because right now when when i see him when i see him it's it's his passing he'll be making erratic passes we saw how many times do we see him lose the ball that is supposed to be an aspect of his game but the decision making the decision making passing is what's frustrating there's me. two there's two aspects to it though one that you compared tiago silva and Kulabali. liga for whatever people want to stay by i think it's good league i like it it's very much a PNP league. Like, there's going to be guys running off you left, right, and center. 
Cameroonians, Ivorians. <laughs> big guys. Big guys. Go quick guys. Do you get what I'm saying? So he's used to that. He comes to the Prem. Obviously, he had a couple sh- little shaky moments early on because it's a little bit different in terms of the actual style of football. But he realised this ain't that much different. I can still do my thing. And he did it. And one, and another part of it is he was an elite centre-back, probably one of the greatest of his generation. And even if he's regressed, he's still a top centre-back. Mm. So that's different. Mm. The other side of it, and when you talk about the passing, the composure, the decision-making, another... Because uh, I was watching a comp and someone was like, oh, Koulibaly, like, he can't even pass or whatever, whatever. And they were showing all the times he lost the ball. I implore people to watch that video and watch the other players when he has the ball. Because he's now playing line, trying to play line-breaking passes under pressure whilst every other player is facing the goal. There's no angles yeah. being made. There's no, there's no triangles being formed. There's none of that. How many times... Like, when I, when I was watching the first City game, and I, I guess I can bring it back to the current event. I was watching City on the ball. And I was like, every time they pass the ball, it's with a purpose. Every time they pass the ball, there's the next pass in mind. Mm. Every time they pass the ball, everyone looks comfortable receiving the ball where they do and not losing it. Watch when we were in possession. We're passing it and thinking, ah, oh, what should I do now? Ah, oh, where should I go? Okay, centre-back's open. Oh, I'll give it to the centre-back. Oh, full-back's open. I'll play it to the full-back. Any time they have to make a critical decision which involves going towards the goal yeah. is when turnovers happen because they have no idea or they're not capable of actually receiving the ball, turning. And if they, and for, in terms of like Kovacic, Mount, Gallagher, those type of midfielders, or quote unquote midfielders, if you want to call them that, um, if they can't get out with their dribbling, they can't get out with their passes. Look at Gallagher yesterday. How many times he got the ball? And, like, he's holding on to it. He's getting pressed. He's trying to take them on. He can't. He realises, oh, wait, I actually can't get past this there. And plays a pass and gives it away anyway. Mm-hmm. There's no semblance of ball retention. So when the centre-backs are losing, losing the ball, it's, it's irritating, frustrating. But I realised something had changed when our centre-backs started playing long balls for no reason. Because we can't build up. And that's the thing that like, I was saying, like, have you noticed, especially like when we play Nottingham Forest, have you noticed how long they take on the ball? Like, Aspie, Silva, Kulabali, they take three, four touches because they're like, who's giving me the option? Like, no one's giving them the option. No one's, even if we get it to Georgina, like, there's no one next to them that wants to receive it half the time. And that's why everyone keeps going on. That's why we always have turnovers because the technical security of the team is very, very low. And I feel like that's why when people advocate for players like Gallagher, I get mad because I'm just like, this is a Rottweiler. He's not footballer. This is this is that's one of the reasons why I'm enjoying this one club that we're at right now because mm-hmm. I think you, you're not touching it. Right? There's nowhere to hide right now. You're seeing people for, for exactly what they are. Like the flaws are there to see, and I can't lie. I, I don't enjoy Chelsea losing, but I'm I'm excited for these games because I feel and, like I, I, I feel like the only way is the, the only way has to be up, and and I, you, and I think we have to improve. Do, here. do you know what as well? Yeah. Do you know what I love? It seems like well, the club is back in Potter. So if, yeah. these think, if these lot think they can down tools and make themselves look bad to get the manager out, you're out first. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't wait for that because in the past this worked so much and we had successful teams, so it was okay, okay with it. But now th- the fans don't believe in the players. I'm seeing guys that were 
part of these hives, whether it was Jorginho hive, Havertz hive, or um, they're turning on their own players because they can see they're not producing. And that's where we need to be as a fan base, as a club, as an institution, self-aware. Yeah. There's no such thing. There's not, a, unless your name is Reese James, and even he has his faults when it comes to fitness, so we can't even rely on him. There's no one that you should be going to bat for at this club. What about Thiago Silva? Huh? Even Thiago Silva's had his moments. And Thiago Silva, I'm looking at him as a 38-year-old. Yeah. I watch him play three games a week thinking, you shouldn't even be on the pitch for some of these because all we're doing is accelerating your retirement. (laughs) John Terry was our greatest centre-back ever. And we will talk about that number 26 being devalued. Uh, You know what I mean? But... John Terry was our greatest ever centre-back, one of our greatest ever players. But even towards the end of his career, we didn't play him as uh, much. He was playing less. There was games that he didn't have to play that he wouldn't play in. But now it feels like, even if it's a Carabao Cup game and we were playing Luton, we'd feel like Thiago Silva has to play. We should not be in that situation. City, I, I remember uh, yesterday I saw the video, uh, the picture of City's bench. Now, albeit that's their starters on the bench, but you look at their starting eleven, and you go, wow, that's that. That's a real team. But we don't even have depth. You know why? Because we don't even have 11 players we can rely on. Yep. Facts. Facts. It's just, names, it's just names on a team. I can't lie. It gets very frustrating um, when, when a lot of people saying, oh, but look at your team. you got to do, you got to do, do, do. It's just names on a, on a sheet. Yeah. These guys don't come together to, to produce anything tangible. But um, yeah. if we're going to talk about about the, the, the manager and, and stuff like that, I'm very... It looks, it looks to me from what's come out today anyway that um, they want to give him time and I think it's absolutely the right decision. Like Whether or not he's the he's the guy that's going to win us the titles, Champions League, whatever, whatever, well, I, I don't know about that. I'm not convinced. We, 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 need to see, we need to wait and see for that one. But I feel like by just sticking with Potter, you've set a precedent that basically this whole couple of results go bad, you're not starting, you're not playing and you're going to keep up a fuss and then the manager's gone. That whole cycle, that whole um, mentality of the club but that we need to dead that straight away, man. We need to dead that straight away because you can't be rewarding shit players. You actually can't by sacking good managers mm-hmm. because but deep it you sack you. People are saying, oh, there's some dressing room. Whether or not there, whether or not there wasn't, there wasn't. Whether or not it contributed to the sacking or it didn't. But like you're rewarding dons like Pulisic, dons like Ziyech when you sack a Tuchel, man. Now, these are not the guys that you want to be rewarded. These guys are terrible. No, nah, but with with Tuchel, obviously we we know. We know what it was. Wherever it was the dressing room, I feel like I feel like those dressing room issues, and I think if the board and Tuchel got along, those players yeah. would have been gotten rid of because they actually believed in. Look how much we invested, but they was obviously so upset or whatever, or the 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 relationship had broken down that much that four days later, after spending all that money, he was sacked. Now that speaks to a lot anyway. That if he had a part in those signings and he approved those signings, how they've turned out and if he should have even been in a position to to make signings because none of them have turned out well. <laughs> Apart from one, the most understated one, Carney's probably been our best signing, which says a lot because he doesn't even start games. Mm. He doesn't play most games. He's been the best signing because he doesn't get minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, to be fair, even if I'm being harsh, like we signed Omari Hutchinson this summer and even he's not been good. So he's like, yeah, I think mm. what can go wrong will go wrong, isn't it? So, <laughs> no, but what, one thing about this regime and it's, it's quite interesting because we're, we're looking at a team right now which has had many managers at this point. Mm. 
So we've seen we've seen Lampard come through. We've seen um, sorry, I'm talking about all under the Roman era, yeah. all under the Roman era. And I, I have to be fair. I I did think that Todd Bowley did sack Tuchel a bit early. I, well, I was shocked by it. You know, I was shocked by it. I was shocked. No, no, be honest. No, when when it happened, I was shocked. I wanted him gone, but I was shocked by the actual decision. You get me? Uh, you were happy. So, I was, and I was happy, but the reason, but the reason, but what, the point I'm trying to make now, yeah, is that we have to expect that Todd Bowley's regime is not going to be perfect. I think someone made a point when I was on the space yesterday about it. It's um, there's going to be mistakes on the way, but if it means that we're going to struggle for a while, if it means that we're we're going to get rid of certain players, because you're talking, we're talking, we always talk about our. Uh, how many technical players do we have in midfield? How many um, defenders do we have that can progress the ball? Well, these are things that you build over time. These are things yeah, that you, yeah. you, you, you select the profile, you give it time, and then you, you're able to then go into the market. You know, I'm, I'm happy that they've addressed um, the, 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 the staff members. Vivelle's come in. He's already looked, apparently he's taken over from Todd Bowley today, as of today. So off the pitch, I have no problems with it. And, uh, and so for, for me right now, this on the pitch results. I'm not crying. I'm not upset. I'm not screaming. I know that this is part of the process. You get me? This is part of the process. And I think what I think best personally, what's happened is that it's actually detached me away from players. You know, having stock in players, having you know, as a fan base, maybe there will be a point when we move away from the hives. Because I know I don't think as much as us. There's been so much fraction within the fan base yeah. when it comes to play to to, to, to you know oh. This is this is a Brexit player. So, oh, Declan Rice, this Jorginho, this. I don't think so many clubs have this issue that we have, and that is part and parcel of the fact that oh, you love this Michael. manager. We we had support this manager. You, this manager, this was your son. And sorry, oh, go ahead. I, I, I'll you know, tell you the truth. You know I'll even tell you the truth. Only bad teams have this. Yeah. yeah. United fans, Chelsea fans, Arsenal fans at a point they were doing the whole hype thing. Liverpool they were fans doing the whole managers. This. Uh, <laughs> Arteta or Emery or Wenger, only bad teams do it. Others will have like successful teams champion all their players. When we were winning league titles, when we were winning Champions League, when we were winning FA Cups, there was no such thing as a Lampard. I know it was pre-social media properly and all that stuff, but yeah. it wasn't like a drug behave thing. It wasn't a Lampard hive thing. It was appreciating all the good players. You just had your favorite. Mm. But what everyone's doing now is because we're so bad. Everyone wants to uplift one guy and go. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I team shit. Yeah, but you see this guy. Yeah. You see, give him the tools and he will cook. Every time they say, give him the yeah. tools and he will cook. Brother, brother, the facilities, the facilities, man. Listen, the guys that you're thinking can cook can't even turn on the oven, bro. I'll tell you that for free. Just and like, that's hey, why. Hey, how has got me, fam? <laughs> you know, he got me. He got me. He got me. <laughs> and the only there's only two names yet. That I would ever want to hear people just really go to bat for. Thiago Silva, Reese James, and if you want to include Kante in that, you can, but I think Kante's availability issues have lasted for so long that you'd have to sever ties and say, Do you know what? It's probably time it's to not even that, bro. He played but, four games last year. He wasn't good, but no one wants to say anything. So that's, that's fair enough. Whatever, whatever you want. But, but no, no, but do you know what it is with him? He's a club legend. Yeah. So if you want to put your if you want to put your love and adoration into him, fair enough. But when I just see, and it actually makes me upset, you know, I go on Twitter and I just see guys with like Mount DPs and Havertz DPs and Jorginho DPs and <laughs> Kovacic DPs and 
and uh, whoever you were kept for, Mendy, gonna go, and I've seen all this. And I'm just, you lot, like, like the game is gone. Like you lot are sick now. Like you lot are so devoid of any happiness that you're deluding yourself into thinking that these are actually top, top, top players. Like it's it's understandable. I I love saying to people, like if someone's your favorite player, let them be your favorite. If Kai Havertz is your favorite player, so be it. But don't try and convince me that he's good. If Mason Mount's your favorite player, fair enough. Don't try and convince me he's good because your numbers, your per ninety stats, all that stuff are not going to blind me from what I can see in front of my eyes, week in and week out. Because most people, when and this is goes to uh, what they'll do is they'll go on sofa score or wait for the squawker or up to stats to come out that make their players look good and go look see he played well but at the time you know he was thinking stop trying to find solace in numbers that clearly don't reflect what you can see with your own eye because it's just telling me you don't know a ball they put out the stat man day format fucking up I'm... four out of because, four out because, of four because, no 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 because you know what is yeah this is what I love yeah because people hate stats when they go against them and love them when they go forward okay. but stats are the most objective thing yeah, they they don't take into who they're looking at. So when Mount was thinking up the joint against USA in the, in the World Cup, and they started putting out all these favorable stats, everyone went, "Oh, it's a PR machine." Everyone, stats, it's the same thing that everyone does every week for their favorite player. Mm. Like even when we talk about the Very first true. game, we talk about the first um, City game, uh, the goal that we conceded, and everyone's like. But they're, they're all trying to microanalyze this replay to go, oh, Kepa, like maybe you should have, like, nah, like Kepa knew it, it was risky if he went up, bro, come out and catch the ball. Brav. Furthermore, yeah. when the ball goes past you, cook it track your man, stay goal side. That's just, yeah. these are basics of both positions. The ball comes in the box and you're near it, deal with it. If a, if an attacker's running off you, stay goal side. Because if Kukure, even if Kepa makes a mistake, if Kukure stays goal side, he clears it. That's not a goal, but it was an open goal tapping. Why? Because it's incompetence that runs throughout the team. It's not incompetence that stats can't save you from. Because, and it's getting so bad that I'm even seeing people show the sofa score stats and showing that their player got a 6.4 because other players were 6.1 and 5.6s. Are you mad? Bro. Are you actually mm-hmm. mad? Bro, the fan base is in tatters from that. Everyone's just like, you know, <clears throat> you know when your team's doing shit, but like, your guy's done well. That's where everyone's at at the moment. But <clears throat> interestingly, though, you know, in the space, someone put a tweet, I can't remember the account, but it was like, the rise of Cobham is one of the big, one of Chelsea's biggest downfalls. And I asked it in the space, I'm going to ask it again. Like, guys, mm-hmm. how far do you think, or how much do you believe that tweet is true? I'll start off with yeah. you, Michael. Yeah, um, for me, um, I think I kind of touched on it yesterday, but <clears throat> I think it's harsh. I just think it's harsh on it on Cobham as an academy, um, mainly because under Roman, for the majority of the regime, the academy was underutilized. It definitely we put a lot of infrastructure into it, and we a lot of money, but it wasn't like there was a lot of players progressing into the team. And we know what it was used for majority wise was to get that lone army going. Um, when we look at the start of our poor form and this kind of decline, let's say we put it around, if we're being fair, after Conte maybe? After Conte, like... Well, no, it, was early, 
but second, yes, yeah, so second season Conte is what I was saying. Yeah. Like somewhere around there, that's where we saw our, our, our slip in. I think that was far before any players from the academy were introduced. Mm. One thing that I met, missed out on and, you know, analysing it is that us as a fan base, maybe the way that we view the players and how we judge them changed. That's fair. Certain players, maybe one in them, that's a fair statement. But to say that the rise of the academy changed, no, that was got enough. That's not the reason. The reason is, is that we, our standards slipped with recruitment. Mm. We weren't. We were constantly a merry-go-round with managers, and um, and eventually we saw it slowly, slowly, slowly. We lost an identity, and we're left with a team that has that's that's made of about three, four managers. You know, but yeah, but it is and it isn't, and I'll say that from that was my point of view of it as well. It's, it is it is because unfortunately when we needed to turn to the academy i'm going to call a spade a spade apart from probably reese james and i guess chalaba has been a very good squad player mm. it's probably the worst batch of academy players that we had at our disposal when we could have used them if you think about the teams that we had before the kind of players jeremy Bolger, charlie Masanda obviously had injuries but th- those kind of teams that they featured in they had some real players and we're talking young players in general. I mean, the initial sale of Lukaku, De Bruyne, Salah, like when we weren't trusting young players, that, I mean, that would have been a better time to start turning to younger players. So I think, yes, because now the door is open, now anyone can get in. And that's my thing. And, and because they're young, they're always going to get the excuse of, they're young, like they need time, they need this. Cool. But we can see with our own two eyes, like, Cool. I don't want to be harsh on the guy. I genuinely don't, right? And I'm just coming from a place of just being analytical. Amari Hutchinson, everyone was crying for all season, right? He's played two games back-to-back. Let's just say about 30 minutes in 30, 50 minutes in total. Has there been any instant, any possession of play in either game that said to you he's ready for first-team football or he is good enough to run with the big boys or he will change our fortunes in any case? Yeah, no, there, yeah. there hasn't been a single, like he hasn't he hasn't mm-hmm. done a single thing in it, and this is not an indictment on him. This is to say, sometimes a young player doing well in the 23s is just a young player doing well in the 23s for now. Sometimes young players need to go on loan because everyone seems to hate the fact that players go on loan, but sometimes they need to go on loan to come back and be better. All the first team players that we have that are playing regular minutes or were playing regular minutes if you include Tomori, Christensen and stuff before they left, had all gone on loan at least two, three times. Why? Because to play at Chelsea is not a joke. If we want our standards to be where they are, it's not a joke. We don't, we shouldn't accept substandard. It's not a fact, it's not a case of the first team players are playing badly. So what we're going to do is bring in a young player who's just going to perform at a lesser level than them, but we're going to, we'd rather see it because they're 19, 18. No, let them develop their game. Let them get 50 games, 100 games under their belt and, and come back and be stronger. Levi Colwell, or it's Levi, isn't it? Yeah, it's Levi. Yeah. Ruben's, yeah. Percent. Ruben's the only place of Cardiff. Levi Colwell will be better for this Brighton loan and better for us next season when he comes back. Because he had a loan last season, he's had a loan this season and now he's playing and he's going to be seasoned. He would have seen everything that needs to see in the Premier League and come back a better player. Like there's it, there's hardly ever a player in football, in general, that excels from never having to go get experience first. Foden, people point 
you. Bolden is an England international. He's basically a starter for England. That's the levels that he's, he he plays to. Um, another one you could Saka, Saka England international, and he was playing for a lesser team. Like this is an Arsenal team that wasn't qualifying for for Champions League and stuff. They had Europa League games where they could throw him in. And when we look back on it, we'll say Hudson Odoi was a talented player, but we could easily look in hindsight and say, Do you know, what? we probably should have sent him alone two years ago. Maybe the ship has sailed now, but we should have sent him two years ago. And that's my biggest issue with the rise of carbon. It's now seen as a direct pathway of 23s into the first team. Certain guys like Lewis Hall, great. You look good when you play for us. And we could probably call on you. You look, you look seasoned already. There's other players that have played. Uh, Harvey Vale played a couple games last season. He's gone on long. He'll probably come back better for it. We need to just temper our expectations of the younger players and see that when the transfer ban happened, it happened at the right time in terms of when Mount had come back from his second loan, Reese James had come back from Wigan. These guys were ready to play men's football. Now we're in the market, and I've always said this when it comes to Cobham. Listen, you are coming through the ranks. There is no place bestowed upon you. There's not a seat on the bench or a seat in the starting, uh, a place in the starting lineup that is ready made for you and tailored and waiting for you to come get. We're going to be Chelsea. We should still be Chelsea, going out, trying to get the best players we can, pushing back to get to the top of the table, pushing back to get to as far as we can in the Champions League, winning domestic cups. We're going to do that. But can you force the issue and get us in? <laughs> you're not going to show me clips of what you're doing in the, what's it called? The Papa John's Trophy or the 23s. Because do you know what? There's better players that have come through the academy that they were doing that stuff. They were scoring 40, 50 goals in the academy. Tammy Abraham was scoring 40, 50 goals in the academy in 2015. Dom Solanke was scoring 40-50 goals in the academy in 2015. Dom Solanke never got his chance. He got one appearance out of us. Um, Tammy Abraham didn't made his debut but didn't actually become a first-team player until four years later. Ruben Loftus-Cheek came into the first team a bit, got sent out alone, came back a first-team player. That's the expectation that I have. Why? Because those players have to come and force the issue. What we're doing now as a fan base or as a club is just... It's just... Oh, it's just trying them. Yeah, they're not mediocre players, but we're opening the door for mediocrity because we're going to look at the age. Yeah, but I think that's dealing with mediocrity with mediocrity because it's like you're talking about players. The current level of players who are in the squad don't deserve to be there right now. So these spaces aren't opening up by magic. You understand? These are we're seeing in, obviously we can use the injuries, but certain players are coming into the team like Lewis Hall. And we're seeing performances out of them. And also, I don't think it's that many players who are coming from the academy into the first team right now. No. You're talk- you've mentioned two. You've mentioned Omari Hutchinson and you've mentioned um, and Lewis Hall. Those are two players who came in as injury replacements. I actually, I do, in a general scheme, I, what you're saying is, is correct. I'm just saying that I don't think it's the, the, that rise has so much importance. Oh, no, no, but I'm not... You know no, but when I'm saying that, I'm saying it more so from the perspective, not management. Management will do management. Dude, they need to fill the... We didn't have enough first-team players to fill the bench anyway, properly, but mm-hmm. I'm talking more from the perspective of fans. Yeah. Okay, they've, seen, look- they've seen the initial influx yeah. of covered yeah. players and their expectation is, oh, because they're young, they should come and take a place. And I'm like, no, that's no. not how it works. 
I understand the first team players aren't playing well, but my rule of thumb has always been to earn a place, you have to be just as good or better. For as much as I get onto Ziyech, you're not going to now tell me Amari Hutchinson deserves to start a game because from what I've seen in those 60 minutes, he's not ready. I said as bad as Ziyech is, he's been better. Bro, I said he was like a Yardi Ziyech, man. Like, he was literally <laughs> shaping... No, he was literally shaping to backstick every single time. And I, I guarantee I guarantee there's talent because what I, my assessment of his performances were, like, if we want to get into it, was I said he played very safe and he was trying to do that to try and be creative but not have to deal with, like, actually going 1v1. Why? Because he's never played first-team football. Ake was the left back, right? And we all look at Ake like some any guy. Like, most people don't rate him that highly. I think a decent winger would should be able to, you know, give him trouble. But guess what? Ake is the best fullback he's ever played against. No doubt. He's the best he's ever played against. The smartest. So when he's looking at him 1v1 from a player's aspect, you're going, can I give him a left? Can I give him a right? He's not seeing the options. He's not seeing what he's normally seeing, the angles he's seeing at 23's football. And that's why we that's why I always advocate for loans, because I'm like, you'll learn that one at a lesser level, because you won't likely get a prem up, uh, prem deal, uh prem loan on your first loan, but you'll get into rhythms. Your quality will be there, but you'll get into rhythms and you'll be more comfortable in your ability going up against men that are bigger, stronger, faster than you, and finding your way into games. Uh Hudson Odoi did it. But do you know what he did it in? Drop League. And most of the teams we played weren't as good as Chelsea. So he knew when I'm stepping up against these guys, they're not going to be the best players I've ever played against. We don't have the luxury of being in the Europa League or Conference League or whatever to throw them in and go, do you know what, yeah? This team ain't that good. Go and do what you're going to do. We're going to win 5-0 anyway, so mm. enjoy yourself. We're bringing them in in tight games. We're 1-0 down in the Premier League. Yeah. Like, so can I, this is, so, sorry, can I... Carol, can I ask you a question, just you guys, on this yeah. on the academy? So, going forward with the academy and just the points that you've brought up, what would you generally like want to see us? How would you want it to be utilized? Going because we know that the loan army might not be a thing ever again, especially because with um, of how it's been dismantled a little bit, and mm-hmm. we do we do we don't do it as much. How would you like want to see that kind of being used going forward? Does that make sense? I just think it's a merit. Like <clears throat> for me. Like, over the summer, what pissed me off is that, like, every time we were linked to a player, all Chelsea fans on Twitter, like, Cobham section or whatever, would be like, oh, but we've got this so-and-so player, why not play him? But I'm like, you've never seen him play, you don't know if he's going to cope with this. Like, the best example I can think of is, is Jonathan Claw. Like, we were linked with him for, like, seven, ten million. No- nothing too bad, but you're seeing Chelsea accounts, Chelsea accounts going throwing a frenzy saying, no, why are we doing this? You're blocking the pass with Dujon Sterling. Dujon Sterling, and, like, Dujon Sterling's unknown at QPR. I don't know if he plays. It's just but stuff like that. I, I think it, there needs to be a... It, like you said, it should be, it always have to be a merit. It has mm. to be. But I think that it's the assessment mm. of the players, right? I think, like I said, players like Folden have like... And obviously redacted, but Mason Greenwood, um, <laughs> who have got who went into first-team football and just looked comfortable. But they're elite, like they're very yeah. elite talents. And and not to say you have to be an elite talent to play for Chelsea, but you have to be at least serviceable. Mm-hmm. And not every player is ready for that. So someone like Chukwemeka, I don't think he went on loan when he was at Aston Villa, but you know what? He has yeah. an attribute that works. He's he's already physically well built. So even if he's a bit naive tactically, he can still get away with being physically 
um, there. And that's what happened with Loftus-Cheek early on. Like, he might have not always been tactically mm. the most astute, but if you put him on the pitch and he has to go battle, he, he can go yeah. battles. So my thing would be assessing the player. Okay, can he go straight in? Okay, he can go straight in. If if not, okay, put a one-year, two-year plan or something. Okay, we'll send him on loan here. If he develops enough, we'll bring him back into the fold. Like, I always... For me personally, I always... Because depth is depth. If we're in four four competitions every year and expected to go deep, we need as many players as possible. So even if there's like maybe three spots or four spots available for a a academy player to go and be part yeah. of the squad, as in the travelling yeah. squad and beating and around it, great. Give that to the ones that deserve it the most. But I just don't think that it's, it's like... It's, it's something that should be just handed over. And I don't think, yeah. and I, and I think every player has worked hard to get it. But I know there's, I, I speak for the the graveyard of Cobham from the past. A lot of man just looking at this current guy going, bro, we were better than these lot, and right. we couldn't get anywhere near. But do you know what they always think as well? They go, if I was a winger, if I was a winger, there was Hazard in front of me, there was William in front of me, Pedro, Pedro in front of me. There was all these guys. If I was a midfielder, I had Fabregas, Matic, Kante, before that, Lampard, Balak, Drogba, all these guys. You yeah. had that. You had that. But yeah. what we need yeah. to do now is, I think even, uh, to, to go further with it, if the academy is to truly be a thing, we need to we need to actually invest in it how we used to invest in it. As in, grab global talents that are basically almost Prem ready, but they just need to be in the academy for a little bit and then bring them up, you know. Because I think that's what they're trying to do now, though. Because if even if you look at the mm. actual team, look at the results they've been getting over the past couple of years, it has been dire. Like, I remember Chelsea 23s and 80s, they never used to lose, them losing was an event. And I remember Chelsea never used to lose in the FA Youth Cup. I remember they lost in the FA Youth Cup game, right? 3 2 to Man United. Who do you think scored all three goals for Man United? Redacted. Redacted. That's what it took to beat a Chelsea uh, under-18s team back then or 23s team back then. That's the level of players that we were keeping out. And now, I don't know. But like I said, I wanted to... There was a drop in our recruitment. Yeah, there was just a drop in our recruitment at some point. Um, yeah, where where we were even fielding um, most of our best academy players were playing in the Premier League B or wherever it was. So it, there was just that gap, and we've never seen, really recovered from it. But I agree, I agree with what you're saying. I just think that my only thing was just highlighting that point that it's the reason why maybe we're seeing younger players have an easy op- um, opportunity was just a byproduct of the quality that we have in the team. Um, the fan base side of it, I get the way we look at the team, but what we what we're seeing is that clearly. Players, you were saying they're looking at oh, Sesk back in the past. Boga was saying, oh, no, I can't. I don't know if Matt, he might have was about them, but I'm not talking to Matt. Oh, you get what I'm saying? Like, that's not, that's, that's not my position in the team. But now, if I'm, if I'm Omari Hutch, you know, Hutchinson, I'm, I'm trying to a couple of these guys. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm looking at them in the eye instead of cleaning their boots. That's it. Like, that's just it. But, um, yeah, I hear where you guys are coming from. I will say that, um, well, I'll say two things. One thing is I think, me and myself, um, I've been guilty of it. I think it's a bit naive of us when we um, we looked at the team and we said, yeah, instead of spending this, this amount on this player just for depth, let's just whack this player in here. <clears throat> it doesn't make sense because 
if you look at the top top elite teams, I mean City is the perfect example of it. Or even if you look at if you look at Liverpool in their in the absolute when they're the absolute peak of their power, I think the Liverpool team last season is probably as a squad the best the best um, squad that they've had. Like you look at the options that they that, um, that they had to come in and replace their starters, especially in the forward line, the back line. You have Konate, mm-hmm. Matip, Van Dijk. You um in the forward area they brought in Diaz, Jota, Firmino, Salah, Mane. Like still a lot of options to to come in as depth. But we're we're we at Chelsea are looking at it thinking, oh, if it's not a starter or if it's not a starting um if it's not going to be a starting um, caliber player who's going to come in here and start every game. You may as well just just go stick a nineteen year old there, a twenty year old there in the academy. That approach, even though for me, I was thinking in my head, I was thinking I'd rather see, um, I don't know whoever left back it is at the time, there than Marcus Alonso getting minutes or Zappa Costa or this and this and that. But really and truly, we should be looking at just trying to sign as many top level talents as we can, and then well, just Timmy, God, you know what's interesting? If you look at City summer. That they just had right. They signed Sergio Gomez. They signed Alvarez. They signed um, Harland. Harland. They signed Uzbek. Remember last season? Last season they were carting out kids. James McAtee played. Luke yeah. Mbappe played. Cole Palmer, uh, Liam Delap. All these guys. They were getting appearances here and there. They're all on loan right now. And I'm saying that from the perspective, not that they're not good. Trust me, they're very talented players. They could play for City, but. An assessment was probably made saying, cool, we're still going to bring in players and do our thing, mm. but those players need to go and develop some more. Yeah. And then we can bring them back and play. Why are we above that? There's no, there's no that's, that's institution yeah. in world football right now that is just bringing in youngsters or trying to bring in academy players left, yeah. right, and center. It's just because yeah. you see the best ones appear, like Trent at Liverpool, and he's gone so far in his career. You see. Uh, folding at City I keep using the same guy Saka these kind of guys you keep seeing them and you go wow Chelsea should have one like that and guess what we do he's called Reese James and unfortunately he's injured sometimes but sometimes there's only one in a class sometimes you're lucky enough to have two mm. in our case to be honest if I'm being so honest and realistic there's three players that have come through from the academy that I can look at and say do you know what? Even if you're not a starter, you could well, be in the squad. And that is yeah. Chalobah, Reese James, and Mount. Yeah. And Tammy, but first. Tammy's not here. <laughs> Tammy's, Tammy's not even here. Uh, not even here. Tammy off the bench. Sorry, Michael said like, and Tammy like. No, but I'm saying. I'm saying no, 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 here because if I was going back, I'd have said Tomori and this. I'm playing. I'm playing. But at the moment in our squad, this this is why, yeah. As this as bad as Mason Mount is, yeah. I don't think I've seen him com- commit as many crimes as I've seen Gallagher do in the handful of appearances he's made. Listen, I wanted and to get fact. bro. I wanted to get onto this because there's no difference between what Gallagher's doing and what Bakoko did. And when Bakoko is here, it's racism, bro. That's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Gallagher's set coming back ten years, man. Bro, he what him? No, Timmy, what, <laughs> him, what him and Bakoko did? I'm sorry, they were the same. They're actually the same. No, like the loose touches, the going into tackles, like the inability to cope with any form of pressure. I'm just like, you lot are giving him a pass because he's white British from Cobham. You don't really hear too much about Gallagher, you know. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Really because what much. pisses no, what pisses this is what I said at the FM tree, what pisses me off from Cobham is that like if you're white British, you're gonna get a pass. 
Chalabut came into the team and was class until he got injuries and he's a bit rash. Yeah, I see people slating, calling him Travis Scott, saying he's rash, saying he's this, saying he's that. But I'm like, name me one good Gallagher performance. One, just one. You're going to struggle. And this is the bias which pisses me off. And it's one of the reasons why I get onto Mount as well, because I'm like, you guys aren't being fair. You want common players, but it's only the common players that you have a liking to. I don't see you give the same play. You don't. You didn't support Christensen like that, even though he was common. He was called Bitchinson. You get onto Chalaber as well. You got onto Tamori. You got onto Tammy, even if you like, exactly. So no, but like, you see the differences here between every name that you said. Yeah, there's a period. I know he's only been here a few months, right? But a few months for me is enough to to know what you are. Christensen done things for this club. Mm-hmm. There was a reason why AC Penitentiary existed. Um, Tomori done things. He was unfairly treated, so that's out of our hands. Tammy, um, Tammy, to be fair to him, whatever you want to think of those 15 goals here, yeah, 15 goals is 15 goals. And it, even if it was front-loaded in the first half of the season, it probably was a big part of why we got top four in the end anyway. Like, I can't say that away from you. I know Michael's smiling so much inside at me praising Tammy. But I'm, I'm doing this to illustrate even Mount has done things for this, this club. In the four, five months yet, all we can say is he scored that goal against Palace. Exactly. And that's not even a game. That's a moment. Outside of that, was there? The Leeds performance, arguably one of the worst midfield performances I've seen in this club. Leicester getting sent off. The last, the last couple games. I mean, looks like he's league in, in League One. He wouldn't, like, he wouldn't... If he played in League One game... This is another problem with Coven, yeah. There's players that clearly don't really fit mm-hmm. or, like, don't really work in terms of profile, in terms of what kind of play they are, in terms of, like, how Chelsea, how a top-level team will want to play, yeah, compared to a Palace, for example. But because he's Coven, you're forcing him in. But do you know what it is, though? He has to stay around. Huh? Quality is quality, though. And Because yeah. you say... It, it is quality, but, but but I'm saying like the whole Cobham thing. I'm saying that just because they're Cobham, we're forcing, we're, we're we're trying to do mental gymnastics to force them exactly find a way for them for, for them to be in the team. My, but it's fine. You're a decent player, but it doesn't mean you have to play. The my brother, you see, from a midfield player, yeah. Okay, let's just. Uh, I'm going to take defensive aspect of it because I know you lot are going to jump on a, a certain player if I if I start describing it. Yeah, as a midfield player, yeah. One thing I just there's two things I need from you is to be able to control the ball. Actually, three things. Control the ball, pass the ball, and be, in, whether it's with your passing or your dribbling or whatever aspect you need, be somewhat press resistant. He is a trigger for the opposition. Thank you. And it was Have you ever noticed, anytime we get the ball, right, they would stay off us, stay off us, stay off us. The ball goes to Gallagher. They start swarming. Why? Because they know he can't handle the pressure. And that's why I say quality is quality. Because for all of Jorginho's fault, right, you can say he's unathletic, whatever, people run off him, he's physically not there. As a midfielder, he can keep and move the ball. Kovacic, for all these wayward through balls, which is at your age is criminal, you know what? If he gets the ball and you try and press him, what's he going to do? Run round you. Same with Kante. Like, Kante. They've all got a quality that they possess. That, And I've always said, none of them should be the best midfielder in your team. That's why we need better midfielders. And they could exist as supplements. But Gallagher, I have not seen a single quality of his throughout the games that he plays that says, do you know what? We could actually pattern you a place somewhere. 
And that's what you replace them. Bro, that's what annoys me when you're getting praise for running, like, or just pressing, because I'm like, it's such a cop-out. Like, it's not athletics. It's not 100-meter sprint. It's none of that. It's football. At the end of the day, what do you do with the ball? And if I'm seeing you against Nottingham Forest or against City where there's no one surrounding you and you're just hoofing it, you just don't belong here. And that's why I think the issue with Cobham is, it's like, just because you play for Cobham, people think you have a free pass and it should never be like that. I, think I don't even mean to just get onto him, but... It's, it's just, harsh to blame Cobham, yeah. though, because his hype didn't come from Cobham. It came from what he did at Palace. But my issue is people didn't, people didn't watch him at Palace. Palace, for one, are a counter-attacking team. Secondly, he was never required to do build-up. He was playing basically as a number 10. Three, it was about his goal scoring. Cool. So now we bring him here as this, like, like supposedly an eight that's supposed to join the attack. Except from the fact that every time he receives the ball, he hinders the attack. So I'm like, okay, cool. I understand you're not a build-up player, but you're not a footballer. You're not like, all, the qualities, all the qualities that got you into the first team do not work for us in the first team at our club. He could, easy, he could easily go to another Prem team and cook. But I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm not a hoarder of players. Like people are like, oh, don't let this player leave because they might go to this club and do well. Good on them. Not everyone does well somewhere. Diego Forlan wasn't good at United. He went to Villarreal, Atletico Madrid and was a bagsman. He worked. But we have to come to a point, whether it's established players, Cobham players or whatever it is, and just look at them and say, you don't work here. And if you work somewhere else, good riddance, good on you. All the praise in the world, just don't score against us. Because the difference between what we're thinking we're doing with these players versus someone... Because I know it all stems from De Bruyne and how he's come back to haunt us every time he's playing it, basically every time he's playing it. Is De Bruyne, anyone with two eyes could see, he was a very, very good footballer and didn't get enough time to do what he, he was starting in the Premier League from, from when he came back off loan. Like, that's the calibre of player he was. And it didn't work out. And yes, we will shoot ourselves in the foot for it because he was a top player. But not every player we let go of is going to come back to haunt us. Some of them, we will let go of them and laugh at. Because Mourinho said one of the best ever quotes when he did that uh, heritage of football. He said, look at the players I've let go. Where they play, how they play, if they play. And we've seen it in some instances with Callum hudson Adai. Everyone's like, ah, oh, we can't let him go. We shouldn't let him go. We shouldn't go. That's one of our boys. He's gone to buy Leverkusen, right, on loan. He's not pulling up trees. I'm not saying he's playing badly because I haven't watched every one of his games, but we're not hearing reports back that, wow, he's doing so well. We should bring him back the same way we're here with Levi Colwell. We're hearing those things. And sometimes it's a case of, sometimes you have to let things go to really see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. That's the, I just think that's the whole point. And like, to just finish off on Gallagher, that's why I was annoyed with fans over the summer because it's like, you could clearly see this guy who doesn't necessarily fit how he wanted to play. Even I was annoyed at Tuchel, I'm like, don't force it. It would have been very noble for us just to say, you know what? You don't fit. You've played well. Just sell him for 40 million. But now we seem to be stuck. That's a dub for the academy as well. Mm-hmm. That's a dub. Being able to sell an academy product for 30, 40 million that mm. doesn't really fit when you... It's not a football. Yeah. It's a good thing. Bro, go to Palace. Go get your Premier League footballer, man. Exactly. And, then, and just the worst part about it. And these are the same people that will cry here yeah, when a club is asking for 60, 100 million for a player and Chelsea are going... You know, yeah, based on the money that we do have or we're willing to spend, we're not going to spend it. And you'll cry about it. But, like, okay, let me just use Enzo, for example, right? They wanted, what, 120, 110 million euros or whatever it was, yeah. Maybe if we had sold him, we could have got him. Hypothetically. But 
but you lot were so hell bent on he deserves a chance. Exactly. I'm like, it's, it's we have to be ruthless here. It's like, not everyone's going to make it. It's fine. It's perfectly Bro, I'm looking at it. I always look at this team, and you, you can call me the leader or whatever, but I always have to look at my team and go, is this team good enough to win the league? That's where I start from. Because that's my expectation as a Chelsea fan. Every season has to be, I want to win the league. And I have to look at the team and go, can we push for the win? And I look at it, I look at the team and I go, right, everything has to go in our favor. If everything goes in our favor, we're a third place team. And that's where you have to start being ruthless and being, what components do we need and what do we need to let go of? There's no more times of it's their third season, uh, maybe the fourth season they're going to show up. Brother, these men are operating, or I mean, now we're giving out death row deals, but usually you get a five-year contract. Five-year contract. If by year three you haven't started doing stuff, that means by the end of year four you've got one year left on your contract. No, you cash in at the end of year three because that's when they still have value. That's how you should be looking at it. So when I'm seeing a guy in his third season and he's still not pulling up trees and you're saying give him more time, I'm thinking, no, that means he's going to get a new and improved contract, a new and improved long-term contract to keep doing the same stuff. No, ruthless, out. We need a new one in. It's criminal, man. But you all made very good points and like it was a good discussion, but like in some good news or transfer news, it looks like we secured the loan deal with Jao Felix. Uh, Timmy, I'll go to you. Like, what, how do you feel about the deal? Do you feel like he can fit in or is it just a complete waste for us? Because I've seen some people are happy, some people are upset. How, how do you feel? I think he's a good player, but I think it's a complete waste of time. Like, I, I, uh, no, I saw the news and I just wasn't really moved by it. I don't know whether it was the result yesterday that had an impact on it. But I think the main thing for me is the I spoke about it before we started the pod is the is the lack of the um, option to buy or even an obligation or option or anything like that in the deal. I feel like we're signing somebody because there's pressure on the team because we lost the game yesterday and all of a sudden now you wake up in the news and the deal has been signed. They're looking to do it quickly. I don't. I, I just feel like you signed Jao Felix on loan for rental. The amount of the amount that you're that that you're being asked to pay. Is is way way is is way too high. It's way too much. It's somebody that's not going to drastically change the way our season's going. But because we signed Jar Felix, we're not getting top four. The problem, yeah, but the problem with the loan is right, and why there's probably is a lack of obligation or option to buy. One, the club believes in Joao Felix. It's the manager that he's got issues with. So maybe they're looking to see what happens at the end of the season because if Simeone goes and they've gotten rid of Joao Felix in January, basically, then they've lost twice because the guy he was holding him back quote unquote is gone and the player is gone himself when he might have flourished if he could stay in that environment secondly I believe his contract finishes at like 2026 they're, so they're trying to extend it they're, they're, they're even trying to extend it why because usually when you extend it you can change the the buyout um, the what was it the release clause. release clause that's the one release clause like Dortmund did it with Sancho I we're playing checkers when it comes to this move. Atletico Madrid are playing chess because they know so much can change your football in six months. And for us to agree on a cut price for a player that ha- has way more value than that in the open market isn't smart for them. Now, what we can do, if if the beliefs is true, that because it seems like the reports isn't just that, oh, he wants to play football. It's because it's he likes the project and what we're trying to do is that in the next six months we can get him to force the issue and come back mm. and and 
maybe in the law in the eleventh hour, maybe a, a release uh, a, um, obligation to buy is agreed. But bringing him in is not a hindrance. It, it, it's uh, fine. It's not a hindrance, but like the way, especially after the way you explained it, it feels like we're doing athletics and we're doing a favor. Do you know I mean? We are. I, I don't really see. I don't really see how how this move benefits Chelsea in any way because. For me, he comes in, but that doesn't mean our season. The course of our season is not changing. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. looking. I'm looking long term. I'm looking past this season. True. But Tim, but Tim, but Tim, he's going to be here next year. But Timmy, that's what for me. I think you guys are making the right point. Um, we we don't have upper hand in this whole deal, and um, going forward, going forward, um, it it does feel like um, usually when we are loaning players. We, we are able to fit in a clause that we for the next season and ongoing season, we can at least capitalise somehow. Yeah. And um, I remember, it kind of reminds me of Arsenal's situation with Odegaard um, to an extent, but I can't remember if they had a clause in it. But I don't know because yeah, he went back and then they bought him. He, he went back and bought him. So it reminds me of that. And, I, and that's the only way I can see it kind of working for us, where he kind of, he feels like this is a home for him and we kind of win him over. But that's, there's too many variables. But just remember as well, do you know what's the upside of this, right? And it's going to sound so stupid. Remember, I think he was here. Saul was here last season and he's back there. And when he's weighing up his options of what to do, I'm sure Saul's going, go there, it's a good club. Like, you'll be patterned, you'll be sorted. I was to watch his so, Chelsea matches. Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm trying to say, where it's like, bro, there is an upside in the sense that if he enjoys these six months going forward, and bear in mind, we have got injuries that we don't even know the extent to how long people are going to be out for, and committing to a long-term signing in January when, let's be honest, the options out, out there aren't great. And secondly, we forget we've got Nkunku coming in, in, in summer already. So it's like, there, there's so many moving parts yeah. in terms of our situation. Fofana come in, came in, but he might go back out on loan apparently. So it's like, we're looking at it from an aspect of how does this improve the season? The season's cooked. But what we can do is bring in a better player, for one. And secondly, if he does turn out to do, to do well and we can convince him to stay, he's already got the experience of being here. That's, that's, my, that's, that's my issue. With that's it. my segue, though. If he does turn out to work out for us, we don't have any... There's nothing in the deal that gives us control over... Over over the situation whatsoever. Okay. Local Madrid have got control over the situation. True. Felix as a player has got control over the situation. I gave sorry, just I gave the example. Yeah. So all right, he comes here, he plays well. Chelsea aren't finishing in the top four. Every single club in Europe. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is a massive name. If you if you have money, PSG, Man United, Arsenal, these teams. Yeah, all have money. Well. United might have money after the new takeover or whatever. They're most likely going to have Champions League football or some sort of European football to offer him as well. If he plays well, yeah, we have no obligation, no option in the in, in the loan whatsoever. We're literally relying on, oh, you liked it here for six months. But the, so the, the issue with that is... Let's try and continue that. But, okay, but that's, that's one way of looking at it. But the second part is, like, Cool, we're bringing a good player. If he gets us wins and he gets us goals and he, he the overall quality of the team looks better through his inclusion in it, and then he goes, then we've had a good second half of the season. And we bring in a player that is, I won't say similar to Jao Felix, but they operate in, in, in slightly similar ways in, in Konku. So he probably gives us hope that if he's of quality himself, 
then we're good. But I don't, I get it to say like, oh, we look like cheese, we look like mug. Bro, we paid 63 million for Cookerel. We we already have no shame. But that doesn't mean you should keep making those mistakes. Yeah. But it's not, a, no, no, but it's not, it's not, a mistake. I say it's not a mistake from the perspective of. Crow wants never, the bridge. No, no, but I'm saying you never know. You never know what six months can do for someone. Because if you're saying Saul, Saul, Saul from our optic had like one of the worst seasons that we've seen. I mean, he got better towards the end, but he wasn't like great. And he didn't play all that much either. But he's still watching all our games and supporting us from the right, side. Even support that, you could even say like with our own players, like, I don't want to keep comparing back to Tusha, but like, Christensen and Rudiger did not look like they were having good Chelsea career until my man came in. Five months later, that people are crying about them not wanting them to leave. And but they didn't stay. And also, no, but I'm just saying. I'm wait, just wait, saying. But you, you because we have no control in the contract. No, but one thing you could, yeah, but one thing you can count on, right? Atletico Madrid and Chelsea have a good relationship. We've sent players to them. They've sent players to us. We tend to do business quite well. In fact, listen, we bump. Forget them bumping. We bump them for Morata. And the loan, the the terms of that loan. No, but uh, Costa, we released it. Oh no, they bought him, innit? No, they bought him. For, we made yeah. profit for that. So that's what I'm saying. Like we've we've done good business on it, and I'm saying we've got leverage in the sense that if we want to make a deal for whatever we think about our players, there are teams that want our players. So if we got to the end of the season, we say, ah, cool, we've got guys like Pulisic, Ziyech, Lukaku, Lukaku, all these players that we want to get off the books that they would happily take because in the open market, unfortunately, Atletico Madrid cannot. Um, attract like good play, like t- top players. They have to rely on scouting. I mean, even them shelling out for uh, Joao Felix was a massive surprise to the world of football because like, bro, I feel like we're just spending a hundred million on a player, and that's because they knew Griezmann was going as well. Exactly, and they were getting that big money pocketed from that. But we can take advantage of it. One, hopefully, to offload players because any deal I want to see, I want to see players going that way. Because there are players that need to go Like, don't worry about it. Like, at the end of the day, you're sick of the sight of seeing these players. I'm just happy that there's something different. Even at 10 minutes that for have a play, I was like, do you know what? I'm just happy to see a face that I haven't seen. Mm. When Hutchinson came on, I'm happy to see a face that I haven't seen before. Because the other ones are just making me sick at the moment. <laughs> I was going to yeah, say, yeah. like, before we wrap up and we go look into the film preview, like, how do you think they fit? Everyone fits... Obviously, the yeah. winners are over, so we might add like a right back. We might, add in, we might hopefully add in Enzo. I don't know, but with Felix, how do you think he fits into our team? Like, because people are saying he's stylistically similar to Havertz. Can they coexist? Can he play as a striker? Is he a winger? Is he a midfielder? So, like, guys, how do you think we make this work? Because on the face, um, it doesn't look like it's gonna work. Just look at what well, the type of profile I've seen, at least from watching Felix, is he's he plays that second striker role. And like when during the World Cup, we saw that combination, especially when um they they were using Ramos more often. That obviously he needs that direct running in behind striker um to pair up with. So I don't think he's like Havertz, where Havertz seems to just um kind of play that force nine role. He's up and about. He doesn't need that much. Well, we believe he doesn't need that much support. I think with us, I would I would I would prefer if we were going to if we were going to play like a four two three one and he plays in the middle of that. Um, kind of operating around that, and then we have like a, we have like a Sterling, um, and um, one of our like a left winger. If we're gonna really bring one in, 
But if not, I thought you were so shit, bro. I'm gonna think of the name. Then he's like, nah, I can't. I'm trying to think of names, just Sterling. <laughs> I don't remember who, who who was in the collection. No, but I I I hope that he plays that central role because that's where we're gonna get the best out of him. We're, we're, not, we're wasting our time. We're wasting our time playing him on the wing. We're on the side. Potter, Potter does play forty three on as well. Exactly. So I think that's the best way we can we can um, utilize him, and it gives an opportunity. It gives opportunity for maybe um, hope with certain players. Maybe Havertz can actually. It, they can combine. Maybe I don't believe that that's going to be the case, to be honest. But I just can't see Felix playing that role on his own in the strike. That's the that's the one thing. I'm. That's just my belief. You get me? That's the, so Timmy. it's possible. It's possible, but we'll see. I feel like he'll play on the left. The season's done yet. Yeah. Let's just have vibes at the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know I'm laughing, but bro, like, we're, we're, we're shit. We're so shit. Let's at least be shit and have a bit of drip. Like, I'm tired of seeing man just. Like loose touch, like Sunday was Sunday was second hand embarrassment for me because I was like, the level of football you lot are trying to play is disgusting. Like just everyone loose touch, <laughs> inability to pass, just get me someone that's a jugador, you know. My issue is not with him as a as a player or anything like that. It's just, but I, I, I'll park that to the side anyway. But um, as far as how he fits, I got three words for him: fuck them, man. The people that you're worried about, the people that you're worried about, oh, he's similar to this, this, or that. Fuck them, fam. Sit him on the bench, I don't give a fuck, man. But yeah, play him, Cam. Play him, whatever, man. He's better than, than what we have. So just as long as he plays, I don't care. I don't care, man. I, I reckon he'll play off the left initially, anyway. Oh, uh, your number 19 has got to start. So, to be fair, number 19 plays on the right. So. Yeah, he plays on the right these days. I think he's going to play 10. Who, who's going No, I think I think twenty nine will say ten. Yeah. I think the the saving grace for me is just that like I get there's there's potential like mismatch and how it'll work out, but you finally got someone in the attack that wants to provide. That's the saving grace. Like you got someone that could look for a through ball. Do you get me? Not want to be on the end of chances. So hopefully we see it. But we're shit, fam. We're so shit. So like our next game is against Fulham. They ain't got Mitrovic, but London Derby. They're ahead of us. At Craven Cottage, they're going to smell blood, guys. What are your predictions, fam? Is Mitrovic playing? Nah, he's suspended. Hey, don't do that though. Our knee gave the babies man a bad day. Do you know how shit our knee is as well? Who's, who's full as a backup striker? Then Cordova Reed. I think they've got Who? that. Bobby Who's Reed. Who the fuck is that? Is that Jamaican? He's, Jama- he's the Jamaican international. Next to that, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, when did bring when me did the owner? Wait, when yeah. did he get? When did um? He got a yellow card. He got like the accumulation in it. Oh, I'm trying to look for games that he didn't play in to see Who's, Mitro- Mitro- Who's that? Mitrovic. They've yeah. got that Carlos Vinicius guy. They've got him. I think you know the guy that was on Spurs. I think he's on loan there as well. So he might start. I'll be honest, yeah. Wait, I'm not gonna lie. I think our biggest troublemaker if he's fit is gonna be it's gonna be William. You know. Bro, he's gonna score a free kick. Like William might do us. My head, my head. <laughs> if he's playing against Aspi or he's playing against Korea, does it make a difference? Either one of them is gonna get. It doesn't. It doesn't make a difference. But the, uh, I don't know where are we playing Craven Cottage. Yeah. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to predict. It's hard to predict. Oh no! I'm gonna just be safe. I'm gonna be safe. The reason why they're I'm gonna say one. one I'm Everyone's gonna say one, face one, is just depressed. Like. 
the thing is though, like we we how many goals have we scored in the last ten games? Twenty. Oh no, in the last ten. Oh, no, I, don't, I think like, like four. I think it's bad. Wait, let me check this quickly because I need. I'm trying to like actually give you an informed prediction yet, but you can't even say two 0 with chess fan. Who scored against Forest? Sterling, and do you know Sterling. how he scored? Do you know how he scored? Oh yeah, the the rebounding the off the bar. Mountain Havertz scored against Bournemouth. Didn't score against. Um, didn't score against Newcastle. Didn't score against. Uh, um, what's it called? So the last game. So we scored. Oh my days! So I lost that. Oh my days! <laughs> I just hit oh my dude. Hey, 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 hey. No, nah, we ain't scoring. I'm sorry. Carol, Carol, <laughs> they're Carol's winning one nil. Form in life they're winning in one nil. They're winning one nil. They're winning one nil. Live, and if we go behind, yeah, that's what that's what I was gonna say. I think that we're gonna lose the game. To be honest, I, 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 the scoreline. Wait a second. Fulham are above us. Yeah, I don't yeah, I Lord. Oh, oh my God. Uh, this is the first time I've looked at the table in time. We bro, I stopped looking after um, once we do not in the forest. I said there's no. I, I stopped looking. I know we've got a game in hand and everything over there, but oh, fuck that, man! We're like ten points behind. We're three points behind. Wow, wow, we're losing that game. I thought, I thought they were near the bottom. Nah, we're done. Nah, we're, nah, we're, nah. Yeah, we're 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 cooked. Nah, sorry, we're losing at least one now. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You know this derby as well, like it's not really like a derby for us, but like for them, man, it probably is. And now they actually, they, they probably this is probably the first time they play Chelsea, thinking, yeah, like we could proper proper get a result here, fam. So it's not looking. Nah, good. nah, 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 nah. Oh my day, it's just set in like how bad things are. Wow. Yeah, I'm, bro, I t- I told you that's why you just emotionally detach yourself. Like we're in what January 9th. I'm just mm-hmm. counting down to May. I'm not even gonna lie. I feel like. I feel like I feel like they're gonna give us. They could give right. us some work. Hey, we're in a relegation battle. <laughs> Wait, let me even see who's this starting. Oh, look at their midfield. They've got Palinia on midfield, and they've got um Reed. Like you, you, Pereira as well. well they they, they got sign for us. They got a little sign. Wait, Pereira against Kepo. Pereira, long shot special. Yeah, yeah man, one nil, cool. man. One nil to them. Thanks. And to be and to be fair, in recent years we haven't even played that well against Fulham, so it's just going to add up. Like I don't think we mustered out a good performance away away against them. Yeah, both times so, we played yeah, against them. It's, it's been like we we struggled. So now, so if we lose, so if we lose, yeah, um, Palace and Villa win, we're level on points with them. We're only out of the bottom half on goal difference. Wow. Wow, that don't matter, man. From from fourth to till seventeenth is all the same to me, anyway. Anyway, man, as long as we qualify for the Europa Conference League. Oh fuck off! I'm not doing that. <laughs> Complete the set, man. My Croatia is like, I don't watch. I can't watch like Europa League football or anything below Champions League. Don't watch it then. Don't watch it. Watch the final. <laughs> Bro, I hate that competition with passion. Watch it's the just final. so demoralizing. Yeah, it's Listen, so demoralizing. I, I, I just don't know. Actually, it's a weekly reminder of how shit you are. No, no. no. Listen, we were playing like remember the on the side. We were playing like Dynamo Kiev. I was like, who the fuck is this? I don't know one. Hey, hey, hey. that's a heritage club, man. That started Shevchenko's career, but no, but bro, <laughs> what, we what I was gonna start? Yeah, but what was you know what I was gonna say? Yeah, listen, the reason I want to play Europa Conference League, yeah, I don't one, care about the set. one, one, forget the set, bro. 
this needs to be a punishment for what has happened this season. If I suffered, you man are going to suffer. But you know what? I wanted to even play at a club here that it's going to get to like the 80th minute here and some some random kid is going to run up to the linesman and say, you know you man have only got 15 minutes left. We booked the pitch afterwards. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and then that will set in, yeah, that we actually did a travesty this season. Yeah, but, but, but Carol, who is that punishing? That's just going to punish us because imagine most of these players are gone. We're just left here to suffer with that. No, nah, nah, I don't want that, man. I don't want that. I'm like, I'm like, Oprah, I just, I'd rather have nothing. Bro, you just, you just don't go, because the thing Give me nothing. League, it's like, it's such, it's such a slog fest. The amount of games you end up, you definitely end up playing like 60 plus games. It's so much of a slog Slugfest, like, it's just no need. I, I hear SP's point in that if we're buying all these youth players and we're keeping some of them, you believe it's like a good, like, I don't want to say grooming, but it's like a good place to, like, build them up. But I just can't do Europa League football. I'd rather... Like, the way Potter's going, he needs as much training time as he can get. So then once a week, they did wonders for Arteta. Hopefully they could do wonders for him, man. Okay, hey, you don't let know. Me, let, me, let me say something quickly. I can't lie, these next couple games, Potter... Can you do something for me? <laughs> hey, that's a fun thing. Yeah. Can you do something for me? Please, man. I just want to see... Just, I want to see some tactics. You know what, what I mean, bro? I'm not asking for a win. I intricate intricate, intricate attacking players. Do you know what genuinely, yeah? Genuinely. I always think, yeah, if five years ago, 20, no, well, we're in 2023, six years ago, right, we had Todd Bowley while Conte was manager. Stop. We're living in a different universe right now because all these managers that wanted investment in certain players, yeah, and who they wanted to go for, and the club was unwilling to do it, and now we are where we are now. Just imagine we had someone whose pockets are just as free as, as Todd Bowley, so naive, just throwing money at players, paying over the odds. <laughs> we'd, we'd be a dynasty. We would actually be a dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> you see like when Conte saying you I mean look up it's like yeah 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 just I'll, I'll pay up but yeah guys it's been a good pod like I'm tired I think we're all tired of Chelsea we just wait for the season to go so yeah bad as long as Arsenal don't wait, okay, what's your prediction for Fulham oh, we're losing 1-0 fam we're losing right, Michael what's, what's your prediction I think 1-0 one nil, two one loss. Two one loss. Two one loss. And the fact that you said one, we're not scoring. We're not scoring, bro. I can see a goal. I can see a goal when we're already two 0 down. What with zero point one xg that we're creating? Yeah, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's really good. Oh, it's possibly bleak as this. Formation fee for feet up fighting a fade in the side of the coin.